It's the Building Code. Zach Watovich here. Charlie Bertwistle. And joining us today, our producer, John Beck. Hello. Welcome. Well, you might be wondering why would we bring on our producer, video editor extraordinaire. Today's a very special day on Building Code. Charlie. Today is the three-year anniversary of the inception of the Building Code. Which is pretty phenomenal. It's huge. You know, it started out with just uh, an idea, a dream, uh, and three years later, uh, here we are. Uh, it's gone way downhill since Zach and I took <laughs> over. Uh, but it's actually coming pretty close to the one-year anniversary when we took over, too. So uh, a lot of anniversaries today, very special uh, recording today. We're going to be kind of doing a, a best of and going through some of our favorite moments. And since John edits all of our podcasts for us and listens to all of the stories, we thought it would be best to have him on and share with uh, our listeners out there at home. I know we make it seem so easy to to put this together, but we've got a lot of people that have, over the last three years, put their spin, they've contributed, we've had, we've had guest hosts, we've had people who have come on and uh, hosted with us, we've had people that, you know, are over Zoom, they've flown in the office, we've done it at BTU, we've done it at IBS, so we thought it'd be a great way to bring on John and celebrate and kind of give us a perspective from the other side. Um, just a couple fun stats that we wanted to share with the, our longtime listeners, you're probably like, you know, we, you, we obviously aren't the original hosts of the Building Code, and we've kind of taking it since uh, about May of last year. Um, we've had 23 episodes together. Charlie, this is the data for you. I love that. Uh, our this first is surprise data, too. You told me you are going to share some stats, and I, I'm, not, I'm hearing it you live. Have, oh, you haven't heard this yet. No, yeah. Wow. Okay. Someone doesn't check their emails. <laughs> so our first episode was with Chris Krebs from Novus on how to use tech to sustain growth. I remember that. May. Yeah. I, uh, I had a follow-up call with him afterwards. I enjoyed the conversation so much. Uh, and uh, we've actually been pointing out we have international guests as well. We've had people from all over the country. So uh, I don't have any stats on that, but I just noticed I missed a stat that was meant to be shared, uh, that it's not just people from the U.S. We've had people from all over the entire planet, which is pretty special. Our very first episode was called The Story of Builder Trend, and it was about uh, how Builder Trend came to be, and it was hosted by Dan Houghton, Jeff and Steve Duggar, and kind of how Builder Trend developed over time. And which is an awesome episode, by the way, uh, is our number one most played episode ever. And I, I, I can see why it's very, very inspiring to hear them talk about the, you know, the, the birth of Builder Trend and where we got today. And, you know, if you're a fan of construction, if you're a fan of Builder Trend, if you're a fan of entrepreneurship, uh, great episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, when I traveled for work, a lot of people would ask about Builder Trend and what is what is it? What's the backstory of our company? I pointed to the podcast, and we can hear all about it from our founders yeah, on this first episode. And it's pretty unique because we're based out of Omaha, Nebraska. If you listen to the podcast, you know that we're totally self-started. And Dan Houghton and, and Jeff and Steve's, you know, parents, one of their parents' basements. Uh, and and now we've got over 900 employees. We had Crazy. our we've had a town hall recently where they talked about like projection of Builder Trend having over. If 1,500 employees by the end of 2023 or, or that same. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to continue to grow. Uh, and the podcast is a really special place for us to get a kind of share that with our listeners. Yeah. A live view into the journey of uh, the company that is Builder Trend. And it's a real privilege. I mean, we, we, not everybody at Builder Trend obviously gets to do this. So it's really cool that Charlie and I, you know, kind of work at Builder Trend. We actually do a lot of different things. Charlie and I were just talking off air how, like, 
before the podcast, we didn't work as much together. And now we kind of see each other at every meeting and it, it crosses over into the episodes. It's like, oh, we we're just talking about spreadsheets. And yeah. now we're just talking about our customers, which is my favorite part of my job. Yeah. And as you guys can probably tell, uh, Zach and I have grown to resent each other throughout this process. <laughs> That's not true. No, we're best friends. BT Buds. Yeah. Remember that? That was, yeah, our first the ever BT episode. BT Buds. Yeah. And we've had a lot of fun ideas. John, what's your favorite um, Charlie pitch idea that you've heard <laughs> in our time in our 23 episodes of hosting the pod I had to put you on the spot. Uh, if there's too many, to count, I mean, there's I so many, I mean, literally, every, <laughs> literally every, episode, at least 23 ideas, every episode there is a, Oh, that that's a t-shirt. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to write that down. <laughs> I just want to have a wall of all of the coffee mug, t-shirt bumper stickers. Do we do bumper stickers anymore? Ooh. Just, yeah. So we, we can. can just cover the wall with all of Charlie's ideas. All we could have sample. just like a fist bump logo as part yeah. of our, you know. I mean, even just this morning, <laughs> I was on the floor laughing. You know, you're. Can if I can already start with this, like the thing I love the most about the two of you together, I get the best laughs. Your banter is why I keep coming back, even though I kind of have to. Listen yeah, it's to part it. of your it's job. My job, I'm forced to. Be honest, John. When but, people when people ask you like, "What's your favorite part about Builder Trend?" How hard is it to really explain to me how much you love the the building code? And like, we're definitely the, your two favorite people at Builder Trend, and it is my favorite part of the week. My we 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 did pay him to say this. Yep. As I look into the camera, this is this is totally earnest. John has an amazing backstory. John worked at NASA. And he produces the video content that our customers' uh, testimonials have. And so we, we send them all over the country. And like, I think I assume the Builder Trend RV with like all your camera equipment rolling up on the customer's job site. We're like, all right, let's go, let's go shoot some videos. You do fantastic work. We're really lucky to have you. Um, I'm glad you just glamorized it with the Builder Trend RV. No, it's been my own car. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't all over the country. So far, I've only gone to Phoenix and to Boston. Hey, you and know, I don't do all of the videos. You do. Uh, you do I a lot. You do my favorite videos. videos. But uh, and you make us look good on on YouTube, which is a lot of work. Yeah, but, that, that's not easy. But uh, I do love it. I mean, I because I'm a documentary filmmaker. That's my background. Mm -hmm. That's what I did for NASA. That's what I did on the side. And uh, so I love people's stories. I want to hear like real authentic stories. So getting to go to Phoenix and talk to Brad Levitt and like go around, I'm just like, can I please stay another week? In fact, I did make an extra effort to go back again and get more of their stories. So. And I'm sure you have plans to go out to more customers oh, yeah. over the next few months. Yeah, it's it's a great part. And, you know, obviously one of the running jokes is Charlie never gets to travel. Yeah. Which is one of, you know, we're going to change that. Normally and a big requirement for data scientists is a lot of travel. We got to get you outside. We got to go outside. That vitamin D isn't going to fill up itself, you know? <laughs> I sit by a window. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So we thought, you know, another great kind of way to celebrate the building code is to go back into our vault of episodes and talk about some of our favorite moments with the building code. And I'm going to start off with mine. This actually won't surprise either of you, given my consulting background that we had Breakthrough Academy on with Benji uh, not that long ago, about three or four months ago, uh, to talk about what they do with their customers. And what I really uh, loved about that episode was we got not just into the, the consulting world, and there's a lot of, lot of services and, and, and people out there that do consulting work. And 
his take on how to run a business and build a culture was something that I, I distinctly remember just being so just hyped about those those concepts that are transforming the way that people think about a construction business. Right. It's really easy to just be like, they build houses, but there's so much more to running an efficient and really, really uh, desirable place to work. And any business can use those principles to make it the best place for their employees and to invest in your employees. And that's something that Builder Trend does an amazing job at. We have so many people that come here and you know they they start one place and they move another. That's a very yeah. common thing. If you talk to anybody who's been at Builder Trend for a few years, is it's you know a lot of cross collaboration. And Benji, you know, talked about how you could do that in the construction industry and and kind of set standards and precedents and write job descriptions and, and explore benefits. So uh, we're going to listen to him talk about that uh, with us, and and then we'll come back and talk about your two. Let's hear it. You'd asked a question, um, Charlie, about about like tactics to hold on to your talented people. So this, this is, this is about retention. And, and my perspective on retention is it's fundamentally about engagement, right? Um, you need to have people that feel bought in. They feel challenged. They feel like their skills are developing. Um, they, 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 they feel a certain way about what they do. And, and I think engagement is the word that, business owners should be thinking about um you know keeping people happy is a bit of an abstract concept it's right. a bit ethereal it's like what does that even mean like it's it's work at the end of the day so i think the question is like how do i keep my team hyper engaged with what they do so there's a few there's a couple things and i, I mentioned that visible growth opportunities thing um that that career path thing uh, for listeners that want to hear, like we just do it, we just did a really good deep dive episode on this on our on our podcast. We'll put a link in the description. Um, but the, to summarize it, people need to ascend. People need to see that I start here, but then I I get I get up here in time, and that's especially true in trades and construction, where a lot of these roles um, that we're offering that we're looking for. Like, let's be real, but they're not as sexy as like, a, hey, I'm a graphic designer. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a remote like digital marketer. Right. Um, it's like, no, like you, you are a landscape technician, right? Like, or you are a, you are a skilled laborer or whatever. Um, being able to show, we can talk about how to make those roles sound sexier, which you can totally do as well. But I've noticed um, that landscape, it, it, you know the title you use for it is something, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of, uh, landscape lot of the technician. Yeah. Landscape technician. Yeah. I yeah. I, well, this is, titling. these are the small little tricks you do. Yeah, it's like you don't you call it a landscaper. It you call it a landscape technician. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't call, you don't call yourself. It's like it's the subway. They're called sandwich artists. Like yeah. as, as gimmicky as that stuff sounds like this stuff works. It's psychology. like you need to make what's that It's psychology, right? It makes it Ma Go make ahead. it sound cool. Yeah. Make yeah. it sound cool. And people will be more likely to be interested in it. Um, but, but to this, to this visible growth opportunities thing, I think the, the one thing that we're seeing a lot of our members have a ton of success with is they're thinking through how their organizational chart is designed and they're linking one step, one node on the system to a higher one, to a higher one, to a higher one. They're getting very clear on what skills, what aptitudes the person needs to develop to move up what results that business owner would need to see from the employee to move them up. So it's, you're not just giving promotions willy nilly, like there is actual measurable stuff that you need to see, but then they're giving them the training, the coaching, the support that they need to do that. And they're, 
they're talking about that on the website. They're talking about it in their recruiting messages. It's a big part um, of the brand and the messaging around the business. Um, that has made that's created a much more attractive thing. That's created a much more a- appealing offer to the workforce for a lot of our members, whether they be landscapers, roofers, painters, whatever. Um, that's that visible growth opportunities piece is is huge. We just heard from Benji and Breakthrough Academy. Let's move on to Charlie, your favorite episode. And I've, <laughs> you don't want to talk about it all. No, I, I do. I just, I guess you gave a pretty good intro. Yeah, you don't really I've care about enough. John and my perspective. On well, it. Great what, episode. Oh, what do you guys think about Benji's well, perspective? Uh, Benji's perspective is very good. I also remember he had a great mustache. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember what <laughs> I what, it, what the clip was about there, Charles? Yes, I do. And what's funny is we were actually talking about Benji and Breakthrough Academy uh, at the bar last night. So Zach and I were hanging out in a social setting and we came back and started surprising. Talking, we started just can't get enough of each other. Yeah. We started talking about the construction uh, consulting and in, in the podcast and Benji came up. So for my clip, I actually chose our, from our uh, episode with Russ Stevens. Uh, it was about how to become financially fit. Um, it was a fantastic episode. And I'm not just saying that because he sent Zach and I a book afterwards, which was a very kind gift. If he's listening, thank you, Russ. Um, I have a couple quotes in here that I just kind of highlighted that I wanted to talk about. There's one, he says, we talk about 33% markup, which is 25% gross margin on new homes, even higher for remodeling jobs. And a lot of builders find that very hard to accept because in their mind, the game's hard. And it's just a joke if you think you can change those sorts of margins. And that's kind of what the whole episode is about was like, there's a better way to do things. And a lot of time that's kind of a tough pill for people to swallow because They've always done it this way and it's always been hard. And then they're like, wait, this whole time I could have been charging that much. I could have been doing it this way, making things easier. Um, and yeah, so he has, he has a ton of good quotes in here. There's one that I, I guarantee I pitched as a t-shirt at the time. I don't know, but he says cash is king, but profit wears the trousers in the industry. Um, so talking about just, you know, a lot of times people focus only on cash flow um, and, and not enough about the other parts of their business. Yeah, it makes sense why people are, you know, gravitate toward these episodes where it's really kind of getting into the process and details. You can learn so much. Uh, All of these episodes will be posted on our blog as well. If you want to dive deeper into kind of what these uh, individuals are doing in their, their, their careers. Roll the clip. We, we target builders between the ages of 25 and 55. Okay. Um, typically okay. below 25. Um, uh, yeah, they haven't really started, but we do welcome uh, builders that are just starting the building company. And we get a lot of guys come to us that I'm, I'm about to start. I'm going to join you later. It's no, you need to start now before you actually start this company. But the reason we are, we limit, or we don't limit, we don't uh, disqualify people for, for being too old. I've uh, dis- would have disqualified myself, but. <laughs> uh, we uh, we don't target builders over the age of 55. And the reason for that is these guys have just spent the last 30 years doing um, building or running their building company in a certain way. And they simply don't believe that the margins we talk about are possible. And in the early days, this was a real challenge when we didn't have the proof behind us because uh, we talk about um, 10% net margin. Um, We talk about 33% markup, which is a 25% gross margin Mm -hmm. on new homes and even higher for remodeling jobs. And uh, a lot of builders find that very hard to accept because uh, in their mind, the game's hard and it's just a joke if you think you can charge those sort of margins. But now that we have the proof because of not only uh, our 500 members, but we work privately with over 100 building companies uh, across five countries. So we have all their data. 
we now have the proof that these margins are achievable, but they are linked to marketing. So there is a, you know, you can't just put your prices up. There is a, a process. But having said all that, we still end up speaking to builders over a certain age their mindset won't allow them to believe this because to accept what we're saying as being true would be to accept that they've just wasted 30 years of their life. And for some guys that um, they just can't allow themselves to believe that. It's a bit like the Matrix when uh, Neo <laughs> meets Morpheus and, uh, and Morpheus says, we never free a mind over a certain age. It's too dangerous. Yeah, that's the same with the Association of Professional Builders. We never free a builder's mind over the age <laughs> of 55. <laughs> That's maybe one of the best analogies I've uh, heard to date. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, and I love the, you know, I mean, well, you're speaking my language, first of all. Proving stuff with data is what I do you know, day to day right after this episode. When I'm we let you back, out of the closet. Yeah, I'm going back to my dark corner <laughs> to do exactly that. Um, and I just love your, you know, your marketing strategy is like positioning yourself as a thought leader. Uh, I actually, Zach and I were reading one of the blog articles you guys recently posted about how, you know, the booming... Uh, construction industry right now doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, booming profits. Is that something that, you know, a lot of people have misconceptions about? And is that another one of those things that you're just like trying to, you know, teach people more um, than what may, you know, appear obvious on the offset? 100%. It's uh, it's a big myth in our industry, isn't it? Um, because uh, too many people focus on cash flow. And uh, I'm constantly at odds with the, the saying that cash is king. You know, at the Association of Professional Builders, where we say cash is king, but it's profit that wears the trousers in this industry. <laughs> uh, it really is all about profit because it will bite you sooner or later. John, we've listened to two clip so far let's talk a little bit like what what's your editing process when you know you hear these clips and you remember the time that you spent uh having to go through and fixing our stammers and, <laughs> and really making it sound like we know what we're, we're talking about uh how long does it take you typically to edit an episode and put put the show together you know believe it or not and i'm being totally honest um it's gotten so easy oh boy i really don't have to edit much out because you wow. guys just man we gotta get we john are naturals <laughs> we gotta I mean, get john it, on here more often i've never felt that i normally just have zach tearing me down tearing what? me down that is just episodes. false that is slanderous a lot of compliments thank you john my favorite part honestly we'll do a recording we'll do a clip and we, we have a window that you might be able to see on camera if you're on youtube right now and john we can see him and a lot of times charlie will we'll do it and then we'll look and john will just be like I put his thumb up like it's, it's the, yeah just this morning you were like that was a slow thing. <laughs> we try to read it and our video producer or excuse me our, our producer of the show Danielle will also she'll be in the room and, and be on the interviews and so we're always kind of like reading their reactions uh, to kind of like the the <laughs> did we do it right did we say the right things uh but let's get to your choices john as far as you know what what did john uh he got two episodes two clips well actually i thought the assignment was to find three. Oh so wow I we've got extra credit it, it was actually a tough choice to pick between these two because um um i could really i i mean i've been able to identify with a lot of them but these two in particular like really stood out um the first one was uh episode 124 with bill gray from new zealand right because he was talking about building for extreme situations such as earthquakes and his earthquake story reminded me of my own going through the earthquake 
I mean, I've been through a lot of earthquakes coming from L.A. I feel like you should, like, real quick share your earthquake story because you told us, me and Zach, that day in the studio, and it's one of the craziest stories I've heard. Like, well, the 87 one was, I thought, was bad. That was my first one. But then 94 was a Northridge quake, and that came at, like, 4.30 in the morning. It's the scariest thing in the world to have that kind of shaking happen in the middle of the night, wake you up, but... It was not a back and forth. It was an up and like down. Like you were it, thrown out of your it bed. It felt like I was being thrown up 50 feet and dropped repeatedly. Ugh. Everybody loves your house, so it's not earthquake. My, my ceiling collapsed. Every Fruit. shelf collapsed. I was thrown against the walls. I broke all the paintings in the hallway because I was thrown to one side Dang. and the other. Yeah, I just remember Bill saying that his area in New Zealand had like thousands of thousands. earthquakes yeah they're not not major quakes but like the buildings are constantly being shooketh yeah shooketh but then yeah he talked about all the cool things that they have to do in construction of those areas like with the the hexagon shapes that can like uh or flooring that can like shift with the yeah. with the house and things like that and it's just a dynamic of building as if building a house wasn't hard enough it's yeah like, now build a house how do i anticipate the earth moving yeah and i'm like how does excel work I- <laughs> You know, it's things like that. It's whenever the the crisis happens, that kind of says we need to change things. And so they like went from five pages of plans to build a house to forty, you know, just to like get off the ground. Right. Like the things that have to be approved, but it's all for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, and now they're building homes that can sustain that with better foundations and lighter roofs and lighter structures altogether. Um, I, and I, he said something too that that I really loved, and he was like, you know, the f- main priority is saving lives for the, our building code is our new building code is saving lives first, save the building second. Like, right. And I love that as a priority because I, I always I feel like when I started working at Builder Trend, that was the feeling I got more than anything was that like we love our customers so right. much, we're doing this for our customers first and like great builds second, you know, it's like, this is about their experience. We had our, our company town hall yesterday. And I think Dan, Dan Houghton had a quote that really resonated with me is like, if we take care of our customer, the business will take care of itself. If we're constantly worried about how we're going to make money and how we're going to get new customers and worried about our business, we're failing our customer and our business is going to fail. So I, I, I think that's a sentiment that's definitely shared across the entire organization. Let's listen to this clip from Bill Gray. There's about 150,000 earthquakes happen a year. Now, when I say that, most of them, uh, you can't feel them. Right. But so they're out there. About, about 150 to 200 you feel. Wow. So almost but, one a week? I mean, more or less? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and But only felt in various parts of the country. Yeah, so. Right. You know, like, it, it's not that we're all sitting here getting thumped every, every week. Uh, <laughs> Just you know, the old earthquake, but, um, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it, it, you know, it does sort of get a little bit like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back in 2010, 2011, there was a major earthquake just down the road about uh, 100 miles from here, and um, it took out most of Christchurch, which is a city close to here. Uh, yeah, basically they had to demolish roughly 9,000 homes um, and there were 170,000 buildings damaged. Wow. So, wow. yeah, she was, she was pretty full on, I can tell you. We, um, so 
up to that point, there wasn't really a, well, most of the regulations around the earthquakes were based on earthquakes that had happened way back in 1931, so a long time ago, right. even before I was born. And uh, yeah, that, so once these, this major earthquake happened, suddenly there were a lot of changes regarding uh, the regulations on how we built. Is there a level that the code kind of sets you at the where like if you get a 5.0 on the Richter scale, your house should maintain its structure or is there, you know, what's, what's that, that process of like, what are the codes trying to prevent and like how severe of an earthquake can the codes really mitigate the impacts of those earthquakes? I guess the main thing to remember is that uh, the building code first and foremost is trying to save lives. So then it's, it's saving lives first, uh, worry about the building second. And so a, lo a lot of the work that's been done around the regulations has been to make sure that uh, the building stays up, giving people enough time to get out. Right. And, um, and also, um, if you can, minimize the damage of the building itself. All right, John, so we just listened to Bill and talked about the dynamics of dealing with constant earthquakes, which is kind of unfathomable. What's your second clip? I'm curious. Second clip uh, was pretty recent, just like, what, a month ago? Uh, episode 137 with Katie Kath and Joe Christensen, because uh, they get to go to IBS, and and Zach got to go to oh, IBS. Oh, no. This is when it all started. Like, if we're looking for the oh, root. Oh, what a brutal choice. <laughs> are you going to make me listen to it, too? <laughs> <laughs> Live it again. And uh, so Joe made this uh, sound like, you know, when, when Charlie said, I don't get to go. And Joe was like, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, we're playing that clip, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's hear if it. You watch, if you watch the video, <laughs> when, when we're doing the interview, we're like looking at the camera and like, he's like, when we go to IBS, <laughs> and I like looked at Charlie and his face is just like, What's tough is the first couple I kind of said as a joke. And I know, then, and it just kept coming up. But then I had to keep saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, because it does sound awesome. Yeah. They, they were doing a panel with Dan Houghton. You were going to <clears> a booth. Like I there was, was there. Everything was really, really cool. And so I had to keep saying, like, oh, my God, that's going to be awesome. But then people people started laughing at me because they thought I was sad, and I was. And uh, yeah, well, you, were, you were dearly missed. Yeah, thank well, you. I appreciate that. We've already been strategizing on 2020. I think we'll be there. Three. We're oh. calling it now. No. Next year, when we do an episode, a birthday episode, it'll be post IBS. Charlie's, and Charlie's there. We should do a whole blog, just like me, like Charlie's adventure in Las Vegas, and yeah. like he's like at the mall, and he's like at, at the I don't even know what's. I in go Vegas. to a make your own t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Store and just for a full day straight, I'm just printing building code t-shirts. All right, let's check out this clip with Katie and Joe. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm the only person on this call that will not be at the International Builder Show, um, so I'll be living vicariously through you guys. And yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we've been we've been trying to swing it, but he doesn't have quite enough pull just yet. What are you guys going to be talking about? Give a little sneak peek. Don't give too much away, but we're really excited to have you both there in person talking about it. And you know, what are kind of the things that uh, you know the theme is modern building? What are the, the first initial thoughts that you're kind of thinking about with that topic? In terms of what is a modern day builder, um, it, for me, it goes back to our brand. So for me in a modern day and our clients, I feel like I am my client nine 
out of 10 clients are me in the sense of sort of demographic where we are in our life. We have kids. We like to cook. We want an open floor plan like what you see behind me. We need a mudroom if you're in Minnesota. That's back in that corner. I mean, we all sort of need the same things. Um, and, and so if we all need the same things, we're all probably drinking the same coffee. We all might have a Peloton in the basement. We might have our favorite pair of Nikes in the back. Um, we, you know, so we're kind of all behaving very similarly. And so when they when they are looking for a company, you know, renovation and building, I mean, it's it seems like it's a really sexy thing to do. I mean, there's there's no shortage of it. Everybody <laughs> wants it. Our inbox is probably much like Joe's. I mean, it's, it's insane how many people have the ability and the want to take on these major projects, which is such a huge disruption in life, but no different than when you go to get a cup of coffee, they want the same thing from their build team. They want convenience, they want communication, they want a brand, period. So how are we creating a brand is where I'm headed. Love, love that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's really awesome. interesting. Joe, yeah. what about you? I think as a, a modern day builder, you have to be willing to disrupt things. And I say that because we we started this business by saying, hey, the guys we work for, what did we like and what did we didn't like? And they were true artisans, they were craftsmen, they were so knowledgeable, but the guys we had worked for, my business owner and I, they were rough and tough contractors who in the end, the clients respected, but didn't want to invite them over to dinner. They didn't, they were scared to ask questions. They were, uh, the, the people that worked for these guys were scared to, to, to learn from them or be, again, I use that word vulnerable because that's a, I feel like a disruptive word in our business. And, and it's even worse. We do commercial contracting as well. It's even, it's still so prevalent there. I mean, it is a rough and tough business. And if you don't have thick skin, uh, it, it's, it's, it can be tough. And I think it's a problem. And I think that's the disruption that you have to have is that as a modern builder, you cannot be that way anymore. The, the mountain that we have to climb is how do we make it, how do we make it uh, a, 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 a customer service oriented business, not get railroaded by the clients. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, how do we calm the waters, be processed, systemized, so it can be a fun experience. At the end, guess what? I tell people this all the time. This is like my first, like I tell people, I'm saying, buckle up. We're going to have conflict resolution throughout this whole thing. But guess what? I'm a fun person to deal with, even through the crap. All right. Well, we just listened to our final clip. We hope you enjoyed this episode down memory lane. I actually got to meet everybody down in IBS for that. Cool. In person. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Did you go to the talk, the panel? I, had, I was working. Like, oh, that's the thing. Fair. I mean, I wasn't there to socialize and right. just like shake hands. I mean, I was working. I forget about quite that a bit. aspect of ideas. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great show, but it's definitely, you know, we're there to, to make sure our guests have a, a great experience and it takes a lot of effort. And Danielle deserves another shout out, shout out for everything she does on the IBS side. Cause it's incredible. Our booth was just insane. And the whole marketing team really, um, I feel like our first official ha shout out has to be Danielle. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. She, she would be here uh, on the mic with us today, but she had prior engagements. Uh, 
but obviously she's here for every single episode. She actually sits right across the table from Zach and I, so even though you don't see her on camera, she's a part of every episode. We're going to get her on here. She's yeah. a little afraid. To- we will get her on here. She usually you'll see her hands moving on a computer. Right <laughs> yeah. Every now and then you'll yeah. catch her at the corner. Is that the third host? She doesn't want to be on camera. But it's if you ever happen. hear a notification go off from her computers, it's always yells, <laughs> not Zach or I. That would never happen. Okay, so that's first shout out. What, who else you got? Uh, I'm going to shout out to our uh, original podcast team on The Building Code. We've got our first uh, kind of producer, which was Brooke Brockman, who's now our VP of Marketing who you know, really worked with Tom and Paul to kind of bring it to life. And then she passed it off to Kaylee Oxford, who I work with very closely. She's near and dear to my heart on a lot of things, but this was kind of one of her first big projects. And she's very proud of what it's become. And it's exciting yeah. that she still gets to be somewhat involved through me, who now is the host. And we were just talking before on the show that you know, she still cares about it and wants it to be successful. And it's really awesome to kind of yeah. live. It lives through her through me when i came know? on as a guest she was running it yeah, yeah she was so the she danielle was she yeah. was sitting on the yeah she printed out all my questions for me like helped me prep for it she was very very kind yeah john uh, you get a shout out first off coming on the pod true never an easy thing to do uh it makes it, it legitimately wouldn't happen without you uh, we've also got courtney who is our director of digital marketing she obviously helps us come up with the questions and the content. Uh, and then Riley actually um, goes through and writes our questions and our scripts and, and directs us and gives us kind of guidance on things that maybe we hadn't thought of from perspective. And we also have the other copywriting teams like Chelsea uh, and Lizzie and all the marketing team who really brings us to life. We hope you love it. We love it. And we hope you'll stick with us for another year. Wow, that was a fantastic list of shout outs. I just had a uh, shout out my mom. Uh, she's the biggest shout fan. out the, the greatest of all the moms, my mom, we appreciate, I appreciate you. Thanks for always listening and telling me how great I'm doing. Yeah, th- that is, I need that. So my mom, I appreciate that too. She, she likes all the Facebook posts and, uh, yeah, she'll text me when we have good episodes. Text me when we have bad episodes. She likes <laughs> son. That was all. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Oh no. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a fun ride and it's, Zach and I are very fortunate. We joke around a lot, uh, but at the end of the day, this is a really, really cool experience that we get a chance to do, and not very many other data scientists get to host a construction podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's my favorite day of the week for sure. John, you get the final word. You know, my final word is just going to be a little nugget. Like, So this is my two-year anniversary this week or last week. So when I started here, my brother-in-law... Uh, Brian Stolwell, mm-hmm. he's he's a developer builder in Colorado. And man, as soon as I started here, I was like, dude, you've got to get Builder Trend. And he still has not gotten it. Oh, man. So I'm doing a shout out to Brian to get him to finally sign up because he's like, yeah, our system, it works all right. It works all right. Oh, do you I'm tell like, him there's no, a better way? There is a better way. You're going you're gonna to love this. It's just everyone has those fears. Yeah. You know, right yeah, listen to Benji's episode. Yeah, that like, would be a good one. do it. Just do it. There's an easier way. Um, I feel like since this is a special episode, we'll end it the way Courtney always tells us to end it. We always forget. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate, review. You can leave stars on Spotify now. So if you listen on Spotify, leave a five star there. And don't forget, uh, we've gotten great feedback so far about our mini episodes. Uh, Next week, we have Brad Dynan, who is on the product team, to talk about the new summary page. So huge update coming out. Make sure you guys listen to that. They're shorter episodes. Um, He'll be fantastic, I'm sure. Yeah, always great to have our internal team to be here and talk about what's coming down the pipeline for our software. 
and tune in next week for another episode of The Building Code. I'm Charlie Wurtwistle. I'm Zach Watovich. I'm John Beck. See you next time.